<laughs> and I will have put a scary sound effect on that. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. It is. We talk about everything spooky related, like <laughs> urban legends. Oh, um, what else do we do? I'm trying to feed off your energy right now. Get, do another one and then maybe I'll be more energetic. Cryptozoology. Uh, skate, we probably said skateboards before. Darn it. Um, yeah, I use skateboards a lot. Rollerblades. Oh. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Paranormal stories? The scary new mouse that Lindsay's mom gave us when we were home this weekend, and I'm using it. Computer mouse, not rodent mouse. Not rodent mouse, computer mouse. And there's little robots on it, which is, it's like, it's fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about anything (laughs) scary related. We sure do. Every single, and we've been doing it for a little while. Every single week since a little while ago. Lindsay and I will both research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go in the garage, and I will go in the second garage. Figure that one out. And then we reconvene in our home (laughs) uh, a week later. We don't talk for the whole week. And then we record what we've researched, quote-unquote, with each and every one of you for the first time on our show. So we listen with you. Yeah, and it's like a fun little game we play. And speaking of fun games, we went back home this weekend, and a fun game we played was called uh, Lindsay's Mom Wanted Us to Stain Her Patio, and we did. And that's not a scary thing we did. It's just a chore that we had to do. Yes, we listened to Phil Collins' radio. Yeah, we sure did. A lot of good ones (laughs) on there. Yeah, it was a pretty diverse radio station, I'll say. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. Last week... We talked about what, Lindsay Marie? You had a bunch of fun stories about animals. I wouldn't say fun. I would say terrifying stories about animals. You had a lot of interesting stories about... About people with run-in with animals. Yeah. One of those run-ins included about 100 goats. Yeah. One of the run-ins included about 20 bees. Probably more than that. Oh, she was stung 20 times. Yeah. Yeah, a whole hive of angry bees. But you know what? We need the bees for Earth. Yeah. So maybe they were just like, we're just reminding you we're here saying what's up. Uh, (laughs) You talked about, well, you did a plug for Cliff Brockman's new podcast. I did. Yes, I sure did. And we talked about some Bigfoot sightings, or I like to call them bear sightings. (laughs) Or bear sightings. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I wish everyone could have seen how sassy Lindsay's head was when she said bear sightings. Well, I'm just, you know. It was very funny. Throwing Um, out the sass. That's fine. You can throw out the sass. And then we did a fun the Sasquatch. Little... Oh. Sass. Have people have probably, there are probably t-shirts that exist with that, right? Like sass, sasquatch. People say I'm sasquatchy. But I'm actually sasquatchy. But I'm actually sasquatchin. Because they're out <laughs> looking for sasquatches, but they're sassy. People say I'm sasquatchy, but they're right. Is that fun? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a fun shirt we just made up. Would Nama, it, well, namaste out Sasquatching. Namaste outside Sasquatching around. Thank you very much. No rules. No rules. Just right. Just right. <laughs> the Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was Longhorn <laughs> or something, but why are there Is so it? many steakhouses that are themed like places on earth? I don't know. Why can't it just be like a good old steakhouse? Like there's always the country steakhouse. The Outback Steakhouse. Longhorn. Yeah, it's like the Texan Steakhouse. Texas Roadhouse. There's Why can't a you lot just of... go get some steak? Yeah, just have a restaurant that's just called Tim's Meat, and Ooh. then you go to Tim's Meat. I don't know if it'd be good for their business, but they could design it to look like a slaughterhouse. Okay. And then you go eat beef, <laughs> and then you leave there crying and traumatized, and you never want to eat it again. Oh, it's like a really, it's a really intense way for pro-vegetable people or vegans or whoever else to push veganism. Yeah, they're like, like come, a- it's the best steak ever. They get you in the door, and then they have like real slaughtermen like going at it. It's a, it's yeah, it's like come on in. It's a fully immersive experience. You get to pick your cow, chop its head off, <laughs> and then you get to even learn how to butcher and then cook cook your meat and all this stuff. Well, that's kind of equivalent to like the seafood restaurants where they have the lobsters and the claw machine, and then you get to like yeah. grab one, and then you get to eat that one. It's like 
guys, yeah. that's really sad. I don't want to win my lobster and then eat him. No. Like, that's not the same as fishing. No, it's not. Well, it is, but it's fishing for cowards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. Fishing for weirdos. Sorry if anybody's into that, but. Well, I was, I was, yeah. was going to say, I bet you some people would, would be into a restaurant where you go and, like, kill your own animal and do all this stuff. But that just seems like a little bit too much for me. Yeah, me too. You and I just ate some chicken, and I'm okay with just going to get the chicken that's cooked. Yeah, or I'm okay with just like not eating the chicken. Yeah, I'm if okay I with... ha- if I don't have to. If you know, if I have to kill the chicken, maybe I'm the coward. I don't <laughs> want to eat him <laughs> because you were afraid you were killing the chicken preemptively because you were afraid the chicken was going to do something bad to you. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I think I'm first this week. You are first this week, Lindsay Marie. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put. I'm just gonna say that my topic this week is a little intense. I had to cut pretty much like 50% of the story out just to even read it on our show because I want to tell it. Yeah. Because it's wacky. And spooky, probably. So if you want to know just how much more wackier this could be than the PG version, then then look it up. But yeah, I just want to start off with, before I get into my main story, kind of just like crimes that are committed for no reason. Okay. Because that's something that blows my mind. Because like a lot of times when you listen to crime shows, it's always like, you know, these premeditated, what was their motive? Sometimes there just like isn't one. Yeah, that's the thing that always kind of blows my mind. Like even something as simple as like robbing a store. There's yeah, there's like, a motive behind it. If you rob a store, it's because you want money or you want something from that store. Jelly beans, yeah. But then sometimes there like is really no, it's just like, oh, okay, that's a thing I can do. Yeah. Which is weird. So I have some just random silly crimes that I came across <laughs> Um, before I get into my main story, just sure. to kind of like maybe PG this topic a little bit real quick, and then we'll get into like a heavy hitter. I don't know. Maybe I should have done it backwards, but oh, it's all right. You're, you're I'm doing, already committing. Uh, <laughs> I'm already committing the ca- crime for no reason. So <laughs> you're doing uh, <laughs> emotional muscle confusion. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so these are just some random crimes that well, maybe there was a reason, but nobody, including the police or really the people that did it, could explain why that they did it. Okay. Um, in early 2016, there was multiple unrelated incidents of women attacking people by biting them. Okay. Uh, One of the victims lost so much blood that he was in serious condition at a local hospital. Holy smokes. If that's not strange enough, a third person was bitten in a domestic dispute a few days before all these events happened. So there was just this like string nationally Of of women biting people. Yeah. Whoa. And like when asked, everybody was, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> just kind of felt like just kind of felt like biting. Just kind of felt a little bitey. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking like 2016. Maybe that was like maybe that was the year where like a lot of zombie stuff came into play. Maybe there was like a cool new Resident Evil or something that came out in 2016. I don't know. Also, uh, February 2016, two pedestrians were walking across the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, and were struck by darts from a blowgun. Whoa, they that am- is not where I thought you were going to say <laughs> at all. They were uh, like immediately freaked out because they're like, is there poison in the gun? Yeah. What's going on? Is this a tranquilizer? They went to the hospital. They pulled out the darts. There was nothing with them. The police were like, I guess they just decided, like a passing car just decided to blow darts at them. <laughs> they were both hit with one dart? No, they both had darts. Oh, multiple darts? Yeah. Holy smokes. It said they were struck by darts. Okay, which implies more than one dart. <laughs> well, oh does that my mean gosh! Each person had more than one. I don't know. I mean, I would. I wonder if like one person got like five of the darts, the other person only got one. They're like, well, I got it with five. What's the deal here? You only they got- didn't like your jacket today. Yeah, maybe they're willing to wear, wearing like an opposing sports team jersey. Oh, that's yeah. not at all what I thought you were going to say. They were walking across the Golden Gate Bridge and they got darted. Yeah, no reason. No poison. I think I would be, honestly, I would be more scared if I got darted from a car than like, <laughs> I don't I can't even think of something. Like, I was going to say like if a bird flew down and like pecked my eyeball, but I was like, no. Well, that's... because if you get a dart in you, that's weird. Yeah. It's and bizarre. I would do the same thing they did was freak out and be like, oh my gosh, there's poison and like, we're going to die. Oh, see, I would immediately go to who still darts. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who still darts around here? I don't know. Farting and darting, you know? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In 2015, this is a sad one, Spanish police were investigating a brother and sister who were acting suspicious, and they discovered when getting a search warrant to their house that they had a third sibling that they kept in the basement since 1996. Holy smokes. The only thing that person had was some straw for a bed and a bucket for a toilet. That's wild. Yeah. And their motive? I don't know. Uh, who knows, really? They just didn't like him. Goodness gracious. Well, then let him go. Let him go do his own thing. Yeah, if you don't like him, don't be around him. Yeah. Set him free. Set him free as a person. Set him free. Just th- you don't like him as a brother, okay? Yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> why keep, yeah, why keep keep him around? Get him out of here. Why? Uh, my last little crimes without kind of motives. I mean, he, this one, I guess, kind of had a motive. I don't know. You decide. Okay. Um, <laughs> David Wiley, I don't know if you've heard about him, but he no. was going to try to steal trout from like a store. I guess it must have been by like a marina or something like that. I was going to say some people steal trout from the water. That's just called fishing. Yeah, because I don't think that it was from, I mean, I guess it could have been a market where the fish was out just laying out like, you know, like kind of like a pike place type. I'm not sure. But he was going to steal trout. uh, So (laughs) he started shoving it down his pants. Um, The police obviously saw him doing this approached him and when they approached him he just started peeing all over the place and he said that it did not matter because his crimes were only misdemeanors okay so he just really wanted some trout i guess but like how much trout can you eat well how much trout can you fit down your pants and then and then and then aggressively (laughs) pee on (laughs) i don't know lay off i'll do it I'll pee my pants right here. I promise. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a point. He's like, all I'm doing right now is misdemeanors. So all I'm doing right now is I have a bunch of (laughs) raw fish in my pants and I'm peeing my pants. (laughs) Let me take this trout or I don't care. Like, that's basically what he said. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, kind of good for you. You Also, what a good defense mechanism. Just peeing everywhere. Just peeing your pants with fish in your pants. I guess. All right. So you ready for this really weird, intense case? Okay. I think so. Like I said, I really wanted to talk about this case because it's very odd. But you can research it. It's the Richard Chase case. If you search him up, it's, I will warn you, it's a lot to deal with. But here's just kind of a just of his story. Well, we're, so, we're, we're doing the like uh, headline version of the thing, essentially. Yeah. So I just wanted to say it because, I mean, usually we goof and stuff like this. And this is a little weird. Yeah. But it's a pretty weird, spooky. Like, this guy's scary to me. Well, I think that, sure, our show's PG, but it is spooky stuff. We can talk about spooky stuff. Yeah, of course you can. Okay, so Richard Chase, just to get a little background about him, he was born in a very strict family. Um, He obviously had some mental and physical abuse from the father, which is a lot of, like, kind of signs of mental illness later in life because you have this terrible childhood growing up. Um, He came pretty dependent on alcohol in his childhood and started making habits of starting fires and killing animals. Okay. So like usually serial killer stuff. So I know we don't dive into this too much because it's pretty intense. But usually those are pretty big warning signs Mm -hmm. of a mental illness. So he began to kind of live his own life. His father forced him out of the apartment and he decided that he kind of, he knew that he killed these animals. So he became a hunter, which was more acceptable. I, you know, like if that's your thing, I totally like, I get it. And he would eat these animals. That seems like an actually pretty healthy redirect. Yes. So you think like, okay, that's really good. Like, you know, obviously you had this weird thing as a child and you try to transform it as an adult. Um, It still didn't really help. He definitely was heavy use of alcohol and drugs. So he got some help. And this was 1975 when he started kind of going in and out of rehab or institutions to kind of. So he was trying to seek help. Okay. Um, Admirable. Yes. But then he just started giving up and neglecting everything. And this is kind of just where he totally loses it. 
So obviously, if you're neglecting your health and you're not doing a bunch of stuff, you're going to have some problems. He was often reported and they don't know where it came from or why it was happening, but he would run through neighborhoods covered in blood screaming. Whoa. They would test blood and stuff. Most of the time it was animal, so they didn't look too much into it, but that's really weird. But the thing that makes me the most mad is obviously this guy has had problems. Yeah. He isn't seeking help. He's drinking and using drugs, and he's running through neighborhoods screaming covered in blood, and nobody is helping him. Yeah, I guess it's that's one of those weird things where it's like, well, they're not committing any crimes as more so as they are being a public nuisance. But like, even though the nuisancey nuisances, what yeah. it doesn't matter, even though those actions aren't illegal, you would think that like, why don't we intervene a little bit here and see what's going on? Right. Especially if someone's running around nude, covered in animal blood. Right. That seems like a red flag to me. But I do think this is back in the 70s and back in the 70s. We knew of mental health and awareness to that, but I don't think it was really on a lot of people's radar. As if today that were to happen, we'd be like, oh my gosh, let's help that person. I definitely think that when when it comes to those sorts of things, I think that we are like much more sensitive and much more proactive yes, these days. Absolutely. So he obviously just that quick background. He's kind of a recipe for disaster at this point. So he decides that he is just going to fire one of his guns around a neighborhood. And he fired it and he didn't hurt anyone or anything like that. But then he tells the police after he was arrested that that was his first click where he was like, oh, I think I'm done with animals. I might want to start killing people. Oh, so he confessed to police where he was like, I remember exactly the the time where I switched over. Wow. So his first murder, he basically would just go and randomly pick homes and go burglarize and kill people and drink their blood. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. This gave him the nickname the Vampire of Sacramento. Holy smokes. So he would just kind of do this and not really have a reason at all. apropos of nothing at all, he would just pick a house. Yes. So he would randomly pick houses. There was, like I said, you can look this all up. It's crazy to hear about all the murders that happened because he described everything that happened. I mean, he fully confessed to this. A lot of serial killers will just sort of lay it all out and say exactly what they did. Right. And he would also bathe in the blood. Oh, no. So he kind of like, I know we talked a little bit about Queen Elizabeth and how she would do that for youth and weird stuff like that. But he would do that as well. There is a lot of information about a lot of his murders and stuff, and it's just crazy. And, like, the whole case gave me chills. Sure. Because it's just so much. And, like, I I know I picked a really weird topic to, to make PG, uh-huh. but it's just such an interesting case, and I feel like I've never read a serial murder case like this. And especially with everybody with the whole Ted Bundy craze and all this stuff. And I, you know, we talked about it this weekend of it's so interesting because it's so outlandish to think that these people could just do that without any remorse. Like, it's just very odd. There's, yeah, it's this weird, like, there almost seems to be either they have no sympathy for other human beings or they can, like, turn it off and turn it back on or something. I I'm I, I don't know. Right. Well, after his arrest, um, he was arrested because he left evidence everywhere. He didn't clean anything up. He didn't hide anything. He just did this. And it's crazy. Like I said, it's the 70s, but it's like, how did the police not catch him for a while? Yeah. Like this went on for quite a while and he would just leave things laying around. He was obviously sentenced to death in prison and all that stuff the weird thing about it is they never got a motive out of him they never asked him why was it like a desire that you had was it something that you you know needed to do was it your childhood was it anything and he never explained anything and before he died he actually sputtered out that he thought that the Nazis were trying to turn his blood into powder. Oh. 
so he would drink more blood so they couldn't take his blood. This is in the 70s. Yeah. Okay, so like the more blood that he had like stored up, it would be more difficult to turn it all into powder. I guess. Yeah, I guess it's like chugging a bunch of water before you like go to do something. Like, well, now I just have a ton of water in (laughs) me Like if I don't drink water for the next three days, I got a lot. I'm a camel. I'm set. I'm going to camel out. That That's really intense. Yeah, and that's the shortest, simplest, like I said, <laughs> not as macabre story, but I just wanted to let everyone know because if you are really interested in that stuff, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, dark obsession that like I know we have and I know a lot of other people do with true crime. It's just really interesting to look at the psychology of why. Why was he doing exactly. that? Well, and like I would like to know – so we know his why, you know, like, right. okay, Nazis were going to turn my blood to powder. Uh, you've heard that old story all the time. Oh, classic, all the time. Classic case of Nazi blood powder. Yes. But I would like to know actually why, like why, not actually why, but how that idea got into his head somehow, right. whether it's like a series of memories that sort of created an amalgam thing that now that was his thing, that was his reality. But what's what's odd is that like leaving like knowing what we know about true crime and serial murderers and whatever, uh, I feel like you and I have like scratched the surface essentially. Oh, yeah. But like what we do know is that people who want to get caught will leave clues or messages or like a ton of DNA or a ton of evidence. Right. And it seems like he almost wanted to get caught in a way, right? Yeah. But the thing that's interesting with what he left behind, if you read more about the case, it was just sloppiness. It was just, I don't care kind of attitude. And I think that's so strange because I've never read or heard a case about a serial murderer that has, I mean, like you said, they've wanted to almost get caught or it's a game, but there was no game. It was just truly what he believed and just really crazy. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with, huh? Yeah. And it was just a very different case than I had ever read. But yeah, you can look it up. If you look it up, it's intense. It's an intense story. So, I mean, if you're going to look it up, make sure that A, you're ready for it. And B, don't let it totally ruin your day. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) But yeah, it's the uh, Richard Chase case. Or you could even look up the Vampire of Sacramento. Wow, what an intense uh, nickname to get too, huh? Yeah, and it's so weird that it's such an... I think that's why I was attracted to it is because... It's such an intense case reading it, but I've never heard of it. No, I've never heard of that ever. You hear about the BTK killer. You hear about Ted Bundy. You hear about Gacy. You hear about all these serial murderers, but you've never heard about him. Yeah, and it's almost like you hear about him because of the type of crimes they were committing, the severity of the crimes they were committing, the, I guess, like, what, predictable versus unpredictable nature of the crimes they were Mm -hmm. committing. But to me, I've never heard of the the Vampire of Sacramento and the crimes that he was committing. They seem pretty outlandish. I mean, like, I understand that, like, murdering somebody is not good. Right. But, like, the way he was going about it and his methods and, like, what he would do. He was just doing it. That seems, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm surprised I've never heard about it. Right. It's, like, almost as he was living as, like, a real what we think a vampire is, you know? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Just doing his thing. But just think about that guy that was shoving trout in his pants and then... Yeah, it'll make okay. this all better. <laughs> <laughs> and then just pee everywhere. You know, you and I uh, in a few weeks are going to be around Washington and there's a lot of fresh fish there. So maybe we'll have to do the, we'll put all the trout in our pants. And... We'll see Wiley. Well, I was going to say we could just one up him and we could wear a <laughs> pair of pants with three legs where like... Put say, a whale in there. Well, I mean, that's a very large pair of pants. A pants with three legs. What do you mean? Yeah, Jinkos. Well, close. We 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 could get Jinkos to make a pair, but like my right leg and your left leg would go in the center leg. Oh. And then we both have our outside legs. So oh, like we, those races? Yeah, kind of like the races, yeah. but you actually have a pair of custom-made Jinkos for the race. Oh, cool. And in our case, they'll have cinch bottoms, like the ankles. Yeah. Good for holding fish. Fish pants. Yeah. The Jinko fish smashers or the Jinko fish... <laughs> fish wishers. The fish wishers. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's my really macabre story. Like I said, I warned you about it this week. I'm like, it's a little dark, but you know what? We're the spooky spouses, and I feel like maybe throwing a really scary story every now and again. Yeah, we're allowed. That's fine. (laughs) We're allowed. Yeah. And you, I, you know what I'll say to you? Bravo for making it PG. Yeah, I had to take a lot out. I'm sure you did. (laughs) I'm sure you did. Well, let's go put a bunch of fish inside of our pants and then pee our pants in the haunted housekeeping zone where, which is nice, we'll be able to clean up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. We'll see each and every one of you there in three, two, one. Our show, the one you're listening to right now, is a proud member of VidiSpace, an online streaming service founded by our good buddies Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. And there's all sorts of spooky stuff on there. Yeah, you can look up anything spooky or paranormal adjacent. There's stuff about the Mothman. There's stuff about ghosts. There's scary movies. Pretty much anything you want to be scared of is on there. They have a live stream of the monsters under every single one of your beds and and it's very scary and you can see him and like say your name's Carol the monster's under there and it's like gonna get you Carol and you know it's the real monster under your bed well, we all know that monsters don't like Carol no monsters do not like Carol we have the ghost crier crew on there we have ghost vlogs with Marielle Pabst a bunch of fun new projects the ghost girls paranormal the spirits of Malvern which is now on Amazon Prime part of Viddy Space all sorts of fun stuff you can go to www.viddy.space on your computer or your cellular phone and start streaming and screaming or you can download the Viddy Space app on your iPhone or your Android. there It's on Roku now. I believe there's a VidiSpace specific thing in the Amazon Prime video thingy. Yes. How cool is that? And you can also find our show on VidiSpace. Absolutely. We are also proud members of the Scavengers family at thescavengersnetwork.com. Scavengers Network is brought to you by our boss, baby boy, baby boy, boy, boy boss, uh, Colin Parker, and has a wonderful group of people that also have amazing podcasts on there, including us. Yeah, there's shows on there. I Don't Know Radio, Historical Hotties, Journey Under 30, Insanely Hot. Haunted, Morgan Needs a Podcast, and one of my personal favorites, Myth Takes, which is a tabletop role-playing game podcast based off of Monster of the Week. They just finished up their third arc, and the fourth arc will be starting soon, and I'm going to be back on that fourth arc, and I'm very excited to be a part of it. You know what I'm excited for, though? Yes. Is the Patreon that we have on the Scavengers Network. You can donate anywhere from, what, a dollar to whatever amount of money you want to give us. Maybe you want to give us three million dollars a month that's your journey you can go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a donor to the network and help support each of our shows and the network in general every month you'll get exclusive bonus content clips believe some of the tiers depending on how much you donate per month give you discounts in the scavengers network store all sorts of fun stuff you can help keep these spooky lights on for us as well maybe we can travel to haunted locations Maybe we can get some fun guests on our show. Who knows? Yeah, we want to bring Spooky to you. So bring Spooky to us by giving us a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) W-I-D-K. Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fishstick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side. <laughs> Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk. And it came out of a cow or whatever. This is right. a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The Professor. I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just <laughs> seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. It's, I don't know, Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and unfortunately, everywhere else. Welcome back, every single person. Did that was that did that one work, you think? Sure. Yeah, you put your head back really far and then you aggressively got really close to the microphone really fast. Yes, because I was trying to do the Lindsay way. 
the oh, Lindsay style. Is that me? That's yeah, what that's I do. what you do. You do this. I'm going to recreate it for Lindsay and all of our <laughs> listeners. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I like to like really get into it, so I yeah. like you know make it punchy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I yeah, think that's punchy. Hi. I mean, I don't know if anyone can hear like the air that your that like your <laughs> body creates when you rush up to the microphone, but. Maybe they can. I don't know. Maybe maybe they can just feel the energy more so than they can hear it. I think so. Well, so here's the thing. Last week, uh, I had talked about maybe adding a new small segment where I talk about Amazon reviews for paranormal oh, yes. products. Um, I have I have two more this week, and we we uh, named the the segment. What was it? Famazon reboos. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm going to add some cool some cool sound effects right now that I used last week. Here's the next installment of Famazon Reboos. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Famazon Reboos. <laughs> Do you like that name? I think it's funny. I think it's really funny. We're re- like really funny? Yeah, I'm proud of you. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this week on, on Famazon Reboos, we are going to be talking about two of the reviews for the Mel 874R Paranormal EMF Meter Thermometer Flashlight New Plus Free Case, which is mm. nice. So this is just a little Mel meter, uh, an EMF reader thing that tells, it just shows a bunch of numbers and when the numbers go higher, it means ghosts are nearby. Yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite parts is this person on Amazon, their last name, they've done first initial, last name. The last, the the first initial is K. Can you guess the last name just by the first initial, Lindsay? And all of our listeners playing along? What do you, it starts with a K? Just a K, then K period, and then now their last name, their full last name. Uh... Shaw. Oh, like Kristen Shaw? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Rock. So this apparently is oh. from maybe Kid Rock. I don't really know. It probably <laughs> or is. Or maybe Karen Rock, Kid Rock's <laughs> uh, older sister. Yeah. I'm not sure. But uh, they reviewed this product on November 23rd, 2018 with five stars. Short mm-hmm. and sweet. So again, I searched up paranormal hunting equipment and I, and I searched the reviews from highest to lowest. Uh, five stars. Works perfectly, even though I haven't located any spirits with it yet. Well, then how do you know it works perfectly if you haven't found anything? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a mystery to us. That's like me reviewing a pair of shorts and I'm like, you know what? They're awesome. They fit perfectly. Haven't tried them on though. <laughs> hey, this water bottle works great. And all my family members at my family reunion, they loved it. And I would, I did not stop getting compliments about my cool new th- water bottle. Can't wait to get it. i thought it was very funny and then i put this person's review in here as well uh and i just you know i didn't look at their name before uh i took a screenshot of it but i'm looking at their name now and this person's name who reviewed the product is kitty cat which i think is very funny first name kitty last name cat (laughs) and don't you forget it they also gave this piece of equipment five stars. Uh, the title, great addition to my paranormal equipment, three exclamation marks. So they might be related to me because I love exclamation marks. You do. The review is, yes, this unit does the job well. And here's the and here's the part that I thought was weird. An exciting piece of work. Now, typically, when you say hmm. something is a piece of work, it means it's not good. But I don't think that's what they mean. I just, I've never heard of uh, like a like a device piece referred to as a piece of work. Yeah. I think they just got like their, what are they called? Like mixed up. Like words. your quote. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or their words. Yeah, a real piece of work. And then I took a screenshot of this one because this was the third in the list of paranormal equipment. And I've never used this vice for ghost hunting. I don't believe you have either, Lindsay. And if any of our listeners have, I would like to know how you use this for ghost hunting. A ball of yarn. Close. (laughs) It's a vacuum sealing food system. What? Why is it why is it reviewed for a paranormal item? <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where you get those vacuum seal bags, almost like a little sous vide bag yeah. machine, and you put it in there for our you listeners catch at home. Your ghost put it in there? Maybe you maybe you go and okay, hear me out. You get a yeah. food safe like food saver bag that you're about to put in your sous vide machine, but maybe you don't because I well, maybe you want to cook a ghost. I don't know. And you walk into a room where you've heard there's a lot of paranormal activity. And you walk in there with the bag stretched open and you swing it around, like holding open the bag, trying to catch as many ghosts as you can. Then you roll it up really quick, run back to the food saver, and then put it in the device, sucks the air out, saves the ghost in the bag. 
Okay, I don't think that's what you do with it, but oh, okay. <laughs> I think you have a really good idea because I think, you know how people sell those haunted dolls on like eBay all the time? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. We can sell little food sealed bags <gasps> saying there are ghosts in it and we can ship them to people. Oh my gosh, we could even just ship like, hey, if you don't want to if, if you don't want to splurge and pay the $25,000 it costs to get <laughs> this spirit in a bag, spend 10 bucks and we'll send you a Ziploc bag. Okay, but since we are not dishonest with people and we don't lie to people, we'll go to scary places. Yes. We'll get air from those scary places. Yeah. Put it in our food processor, zip that bad boy up. You have spooky air from that spooky place. Okay. Now I'm kind of maybe a ghost in there. I'm I'm making well, I'm gonna say jokes, but let's use that term loosely, please. I'm gonna say some stuff and like whatever you ask the show. But I'm legitimately excited about this idea. So say you and I go to Sloss Furnace and yeah. we're we're able to go to Sloss Furnace. We bring some like heavy duty Ziploc bags. Right. We walk around, get a few bags of Sloss Furnace air, zip it up even tape it maybe even i don't know staple it like make sure that that air does knock it out and then we can sell them yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah there's there's probably a ghost inside this bag okay because like you might be listening and you might be like that's really stupid i would never pay for that but like what if someone came back and they were like i just got air from chernobyl yeah yeah see that's your party trick right there you bring in your baggie of air and you're like this air is from chernobyl yeah, like what a thing everyone's like, oh, so the party's kind of dying down. We kind of played through the three Jewel songs I have on repeat on my iPod <laughs> shuffle. You know three? I think I know two. Who Will Save okay. Your Soul? <laughs> uh, there was another one before that one, and I think there was one after it that There's was good. There's one where she yodels, you know. I, you know, I always kind of liked Jewel. It was fine. Yeah, anyway, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. Anyways, like everyone's like, okay, yeah, we we've listened to these jewel songs a few times. Oh, we're all out of avo- we're all out of guacamole. I almost said avocado dip, like I'm a, like I'm a <laughs> robot. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna get going. It is 7 p.m. They're like, wait, before you go, I have air from Chernobyl. I have air from Sloss Furnace. I have air from all these haunted places worldwide. Yeah. What about some Povelia Island air? Right, that creepy island where everybody died and yeah. they make wine on it. Yeah, that'd be fine with me. Yeah, like think about it. Any prison, you're like, oh man, I've always wanted to go to Eastern State Prison. Creepy place. We can go there, collect the air. I don't know, maybe we'll get like a paint chip in there. You'll have some lead paint in their air. That'd be fine because ghosts do attach themselves to objects. So yeah, I don't really well, know. Well, it doesn't even have to be the air. It could just be things from that place. You know how people like go and collect sand from beaches and bring it back for people? Yes. Baggies. Food processor. Totally. Well, food processor, food processor is where you blend. So I don't want to blend oh, no, up no, any no. ghosts. Um, the food sealer. Yeah, sure. Called? Whatever it's called. Yeah. That is 100% a ghost hunting paranormal tool. Okay. Well, I didn't read the reviews on it. And maybe I need to go through and read the reviews because then maybe they're like, oh, I sucked a lot of ghost energy into this bag. Well, what if you have a ghost in your house? Suck it into the bag. Okay. Put it outside. <laughs> Kick it. Tell it to go away. <laughs> Yeah, kick it down the street. Personally hand it to the garbage man. Here you go, and bud. And say, make sure this yeah. goes away. <laughs> you know, I felt really cool over Christmas. You got a bunch of free coffee from work, and I gave a bag to uh, a guy who was collecting garbage. And I honestly, I've never felt kinder. I don't know why. Aww. I just felt really nice. <laughs> and uh, I think he forgets who I am now, but that's okay. Well, you gave him free coffee. Why not give him a free ghost? Yeah. Hey, hey, take this bag, bud. Don't, don't even, don't ask why. Just take it and put it on your mantle. Perfect. Um, So this week's topic, I am going to be taking us down to a part of the world I like to call Cryptid Corner Mm. and talk about a brand new cryptid. I've never... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You can talk. Okay. (laughs) Uh, A cryptid I've never heard about that was uh, referred to us by our friend of the show, George Diaz. Yeah. And you can find George Diaz on Twitter at ReadySetFire123, which means he's the 123rd Ready Set Fire. Mm. But thank you, George. Thank you very much. Now, Linz, what what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to point out the fact that it's not surprising that you went down to Cryptic Corner because that's usually where you hang out. Ah, yeah. (laughs) I'm in like murder cafeteria, true crime. true crime barista you're definitely in the cryptid corner you know you are kind of a true crime barista where you're always like whipping I am up. I serve you the the true crime yeah whether someone Ooh. wants something with a lot of dairy or a dairy substitute depending on what you drink I'm 
make that drink that you want and tell you a story that is associated with that drink. Okay. Like say you get a vanilla soy latte, which is my jam personally. <laughs> I'll tell you a true crime story about a certain serial murder or murderer. Yeah. Or, you know, you get an Americano, I'll keep it real simple and short and squatty, you know, like and an Americano. And that's uh that is my drink of choice. Right. Recently, though, I've just been doing uh, espresso over ice because the ice will melt and then it makes an Americano. You know what I mean? But for the people that walk into the, the coffee shop and don't know what they're about to be served. Yeah. Yikes. So you would just hand. OK, so you're giving them a drink with a murder story or a true crime story attached to the drink. Yeah. Man, the line for your coffee shop has got to be yeah, it's really, gonna be long. <laughs> really long. <laughs> really long. I hope you have those like cool yeah. fans they have at amusement parks that like missed people and stuff. You're going to have to. Well... This week, we are going to be discussing, uh, I think, our second, maybe our second. No, we've we've done more, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. Um, the Coco or El Cucuy. You know about El you, I you know remember about, you talking about it, but I don't remember a lot about it. See, I don't think I ever talked about Coco. I thought you did. I, we've talked about Momo. Hmm, maybe I'm getting them confused. Talked about Peep Peep. <laughs> and we've talked about Poop Poop. Couple times, remember? We talked about Willie with a fish in his pants. Yeah, we talked about Fishy Will. <laughs> Fishy Willie. Man, that guy probably smells so bad. Or better. Or better. Yeah, you I guess know. we don't really know. What's so, worse, the fish or the pee? Well, you don't know. Uh, yeah, you know what? Honestly, on any given day, I don't know which one I would choose. Maybe combined together, they smell like Coco Chanel. You think? No. Okay, yeah, neither do I. I was going to say. <laughs> so, Coco El Cucuy is a mythical ghost slash monster which is the equivalent to the boogeyman found in Spanish or Portuguese-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. It's also the version, like uh, a, a different type of version of the bugbear, which I've never heard of a bugbear in my life. I haven't either. So I guess a bugbear is just a medieval boogeyman sort of a thing. In medieval England, the bugbear was depicted as a creepy bear that lurked in the woods to scare children. Hmm, perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. Now, most like folklore type cryptids and stuff like that, the ones that like exist around residential areas, I believe, their sole purpose, like they all belong to like a league of like like how superheroes join forces or supervillains join forces. All these cryptids or boogie people join forces and then they're like, okay, everyone, we got to scare kids into being good kids. And that's yeah. their and that's their only job. The word Coco derives from the Portuguese coco, which means a ghost with a pumpkin head, which mm. I think is a very cute <laughs> visual. Does this have anything to do? Is this the same Coco that is of that movie that just came out, that cartoon movie about the skeleton man? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, I would, think it, is. it would seem fitting. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, neither have I. Hmm. I haven't watched a Disney movie in a while. Have we? I, is it a Disney? I thought it was Pixar. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Rick's R, which is owned which is owned by our friend Rick. <laughs> In Brazilian folklore, the monster is referred to as Cuca and pictured as a female humanoid alligator derived from the Portuguese Coca, which is a dragon. Now that reminds me of that one Doctor Octagon song, half shark, alligator, half man. Yeah. But it's tall lady alligator and mean, and she's mean. <laughs> That's that one song. So, like I was saying before, the only job of Coco or Coca is to scare disobedient children into listening to their parents. I guess there are lullabies associated, or there, there, yeah, there, there are lullabies associated with the Coco that tell rhymes warning their children that if they don't obey their parents, El Coco will come and get them and then eat them. I Yikes. guess I guess Coco takes the kids. Is supposed to take the kids back to the woods and chomp. Man, parents make up some really terrible things for their kids to be good. Yeah, and I was thinking and I was thinking about this. Do we do do you remember growing up? Did your mom ever like tell you stories of like you better be careful or this monster's going to come get you? I don't remember no, these my stories. My brother would just to mess with me, but like I mean it was more like don't sit too close to the TV or your eyes will burn off. Yeah, how boring. Don't put your face like that or it'll stick like that. Yeah, don't eat all that no, spaghetti. No, but I didn't have any like creepy stories. I know you hear about like La Llorona and obviously Kuka mm-hmm. and all these people and like they just want to I mean Krampus yeah it's weird I feel like maybe children outside of the United States are like more well behaved because they're afraid of getting taken into the woods and eaten yeah that might be true yeah I don't really know <laughs> I don't really know here's here's something that I found interesting about Coco and again we are not talking about Conan O'Brien uh, mm-hmm. even though Conan O'Brien is probably about the same height 
as this uh, really boogeyman. Tall. Very tall. Um, it's not the way Coco looks, but what it does that scares people the most. It's a child. It's a child eater and a kidnapper. <laughs> well, it, yeah, that's terrifying. Okay, classic. It's a child eater. Uh, it may immediately devour the child, leaving no trace, or it may spirit the child away to a place of no return. But again, it only does this to disobedient kids. Mm. I like to picture the Coco eating the kid with no trace, like doing the thing in old cartoons where you put the fish in your mouth and then just pull out the bones. Yeah. Maybe it does that, but then maybe it collects the bones. Makes them into little necklaces. Like just like a cute necklace or a fun, cute little bracelet. <laughs> or like fun new little bone shoes. <laughs> <laughs> little bone Birkenstocks. Little bone constricts. Uh, bone constocks. Yeah. Yeah, that's bone, what you said. Bone constocks. <laughs> yeah, remember that's what you said just then. <laughs> well, I guess that's fine. I mean, I, I have a habit of saying the exact same thing that you said as soon as you're done saying it. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine. That's my cross to bear, I guess. Or I could just stop doing it, but it's hard. Um, the Coco is on the lookout for child's misbehavior on the top of roofs. You'll see the cocoa at night, at least according to this source, lurking around on the roofs of homes. Mm, which no, I don't like that, that one. That imagery is creepy. Ew. I feel like when if like you would probably, I mean, does it walk around on your roof or is it like hover? Like what's its steez? Because if it walks, I, I picture it. I I like okay. I would picture us taking. Well, I was gonna say taking Molly for a walk. That depends on if she's being behaved or misbehaved. Mm-hmm. Now, if she's misbehaving, the the cocoa might want to get her. Yeah. Because she's about as loud as a human being, a human child. Right. Um, but I would picture us seeing the Coco on top of someone's roof kind of just standing there and not moving. Hmm. Which I don't know if that's creepier to see it standing there or like just kind of moving around. Because I would just imagine like being in the house and it's quiet and you're going to bed and you hear someone walking on your roof. Oh, yeah. No, thanks. No, like thanks. I would much rather hear someone walking around in my basement than walking on my roof. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't now, want not. I wouldn't want to hear anybody walking in my house. Okay. Uh, really quick, I wanna I wanna ask you about that in a second. But some people okay. also say that you see Coco under beds or in closets, a la a la the boogeyman. Now, you would rather hear someone walking in your basement than walking on your roof. Yeah. Okay. So well, why? I don't know. Well, now I'm indecisive because then if they're in the basement, that yep. that means that they're in your house. Exactly. Egg Zachary. On the roof. They're not in your house, but they're on your roof. Which also is also sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's probably not Santa Claus. What? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's, it's July, July. Yeah. Probably not. I like how we both said July. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't want to hear some of my... Ba- I, you know, I just wouldn't want to deal with it. I wouldn't want to deal general. with it either. No. I would, I would rather probably by about... Let's just say if we're using scientific measurement a little bit, I'd rather hear someone on our roof than in our basement. I'd rather hear someone in Kroger, the grocery far store. Far away. Far away than be around me at all. Yeah. I'd rather turn on TV and watch a, watch a fictitious TV show and hear people on the TV. Yeah. Rather than in real life in our house, in our basement. Yeah. Okay. Now, what about this? If we're speaking locally, would you rather hear a boogeyman in your closet or under your bed? How far away is the closet? Um, maybe like not far. The other side of the room <laughs> far? Like so it's in the same room with you. Let's say it's in the exact same room. It's as far away as our closet is from our bed. Mm, I, I guess closet because you think if you run off of your bed, it could grab you. But I mean, it could also pop out of the closet. I would rather hear it under the bed. And why here's why. I'd rather hear it scampering around. I would stand up on the bed. Mm-hmm. and like do some like walking like I was going to one side of the bed and then I would leap from there to the opposite side and run out the door. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd do some confusing. I'd say, well, just going to walk <laughs> off my bed now. And then I'd say, yeah, in your dreams. I'd say that. And I'd say, I've just tricked you. Now guess where I'm jumping. And then if I probably were to say that, they might already get me, but I would jump off and run away. I just imagine you doing that and forgetting that me and Molly are in the bed and we're like, ah. <laughs> what are you doing hey, go and back you're just to bed. stomping all over our bodies and then you run away where would i where would i go <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean anywhere where that monster is not yeah well then you guys would be there with it and that stinks well then get us out of there well that's you know what and i've said it before i am impossibly strong i'd pick you and molly up in one hand each because like it's like not i mean <laughs> it's not a problem for me and then we'd run out the house i don't know where we'd go but somewhere probably 
perfect. 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 Some people think that Coco represents the opposite of a guardian angel. So mm. a non-attentive angel. Yes. And is frequently compared to the devil. Others see the Coco as a representation of the deceased, uh, like the, the entire deceased of a local community, like a spirit that's associated with the people who've died in that community. So kind of like a Day of the Dead thing. I, I think like, yeah, the the dead, I think in other parts of the world are a little bit like are celebrated in different ways and they're usually present. So it could be like when one of those things, but I don't think that this is necessarily celebratory, but I don't know. The oldest known rhyme about the cocoa is from a book from the 17th century. I was saying, like, I have the Spanish version, but I, I'm just, I'm always, I'm always terrified that I'm going to butcher it. So the translation is, uh, and it's really, it's really short and sweet, and I like it a lot. Sleep, child, sleep now, else cocoa comes and will eat you. Oh, I'm glad that it doesn't rhyme or really do any of that stuff. It just kind of basically straight up says like, oh, it'll eat you. Well, I think in Spanish it rhymes, but not in English. Gotcha. What's funny is that I like how it's like a nursery rhyme. Like you would maybe like sing it to your children as they're going to sleep. Like, get some good sleep because if you guys mess around tonight and you guys are loud, Coco will come in here and take you and eat you. Yeah. So please get some sleep, my beautiful angels. There is no general description of the cocoa as far as facial or body descriptions um, because it's stated that it's a shapeshifter and it is, quote, extremely horrible to look at, end quote. If something is shapeshifter, Ugh. do they shapeshift into things that you that would scare you? Is that like their main thing? I would think that a shapeshifter, if they're aware enough to know that they can shape the shift of their body. Of your biggest fear? I would think they would shapeshift either one one of two things. Your biggest fear and just really scare the number two right out you. Mm-hmm. Or, or the number one. Or they would shapeshift into something that you really want to entice you. Oh, or like someone you really love. Yeah, or uh, see, mm. you keep saying someone, and I was like, oh, maybe they would transform into like a fried chicken sandwich <laughs> or uh, a pastry. Now, a new pair of s- a sneakers. A new pair of sneakers. Now, there are some uh, visual representations of the of the cocoa from like parades and stuff. I don't know where these are from, but like this is one of them. Just a big old thing, like a big dragon thing. It looks kind of scary. It looks kind of silly. That one does. Like he doesn't look like he would be very fast. This one looks really cool though. It's much more intricate, but Dude, it's, it's like kind of like a fat dragon though. See, to me, it looks like an armadillo that's having a really difficult time just moving around. Yeah. So, like, could you outrun the cocoa? Well, maybe in its true form, you could outrun the cocoa, but maybe in its shape shifted form, you oh. might you might not. Especially if it like I don't know shape shifts into like just a roadrunner, just a roadrunner, and then <laughs> drops an acme one ton weight <laughs> on your head or something. And gets away from you. Yeah, runs okay, away really so fast. Okay, so if something were to shapeshift into your biggest fear, what would that be? Any spider. Just a big old spider. Either a mon... Oh, my leg's tingling right now just thinking about it. Either a one gigantic spider or many spiders. It doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't that would matter. be pretty gross. It doesn't matter. A- anything. What about you? I mean, I'm terrified of spiders. I think if it like... Not necessarily a zombie, but like somebody from the dead. Oh, yeah. Like imagine like someone knocking on our side door right now and it's like a dead dude that's been dead for a while. And he's not acting zombie-like. I mean, I guess he is a zombie if he's back from the dead, but he's not acting zombie-like. He's like just a dead dude. But we would recognize him as being a dead person. Yeah, he'd be like, he was obviously decomposed and gross. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Yeah, see, I wouldn't like that. That would be that would be less terrifying and more, and I, and I don't mean to throw this word away, but weird. Unusual, uncommon, I mean, just not usual, right? So like yeah. seeing that, I wouldn't know how to feel. I'd probably throw up for sure. it'd be weird. I'd probably number one. Or like, what if it shaped shifted into like one of those infamous like serial murderers? Like, what if you saw, I don't know, I'll just use Ted Bundy because everybody knows him. Yeah. You saw Ted Bundy knocking on your door right now. Oh, I would just like say. Like, he's dead, but you saw him in, like, regular form. I would mouth, no, thank you, out the window. No, thanks. No, no. That would be scary. And I do one of these, like, the, like, hand slashing motions, like, no, don't want it. 
Well, if it was Ted Bundy, Zach Efron slash Ted Bundy. I'd say, my wife wants to meet you. Just Can you <laughs> sign a thing? Can you just sign this picture of our dog? And We don't know if you're going to murder us, but we're going to take that chance because we think that you're Zach Efron. Yeah, and that might be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's all I have about El Cucuy or the Coco. Nice. Scary. Thank it you, George. Re- Thank you very much, George. Yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of, like you said, all those scary, creepy stories. Like... La Llorona is coming out. I hope that yeah. movie is really good because I love the story I about hope it's good her. Too. Um, but yeah, she kidnaps children that are out wandering past mm-hmm. their bedtimes and lost. I hope they do a really good job. I hope they do too. Yeah, Coco to me, again, like falls into that category of don't be disobedient or I'm going to get you. Yeah. Was the Baba Yaga basically, she was a kid, a children kidnapper, right? <sighs> I think she was a kid taker. I don't really don't, I really don't know about Baba Yaga. I know that she. I believe was like more mystical and could do more magic. I feel like she's magic. Yeah. I thought she liked to cook little children though. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't put it past her if it's like six o'clock and she hasn't gone to Kroger. She's like, I'll just cook a kid. (laughs) Uh, We, we need next to us or I, I need on my side of the table. I want a giant poster of cryptids and what they do and a breakdown of them, like Mm -hmm. a quick reference poster. And I think you need next to you a bunch of serial murderers. (laughs) <laughs> and stuff and like what they did and where they're from and whatever oh crazy <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> well i think that's it right well side note just one more thing what if we'll just end this on this term okay what if there was a serial murder yeah that was also a cryptid no like coco is kind of a serial murder cryptid eats kids well so is krampus yeah well, does krampus eat the kids or he hits them with sticks he beats them up i think he eats them too he probably does i mean what are you gonna do with all these children yeah not eat them you don't let them rot <laughs> yeah, no you're gonna eat them yeah, you can eat them really cryptids are serial murderers at least the ones that, yeah, prey on human beings, for sure they are. Yeah. But it's funny because everyone knows it's them. That's the but thing. But not all serial murders are cryptids. are cryptids. That's absolutely true. Yeah, because we've proven they they exist. That's okay. A wi- it's a wild <laughs> world, man. You know? <laughs> well, hey, speaking, uh, of, speaking of wild dudes. Let's wrap this up before people think we're already dumber than we are. Yeah, okay. I I feel like we've had to apologize for that. Not well, not apologize at all. I'm not going to apologize for our our mental state, but like uh, I think people have been like, "Hey, what about this thing?" And I've had to say, uh, "Well, we're not smart, but we're nice." And I think that's yes, fine. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning of our show, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He's a gentle, sweet approachable boy not a serial murder not a cryptid sometimes i think he might be a cryptid well he does have flute arms he has flute arms which seems magical to me we'd also like to thank everybody at the scavengers network tons of great shows on that network you can go to the scavengersnetwork.com we also have a patreon going for that network you can donate what a dollar up to a bazillion dollars and (laughs) your money every month will support all the shows on the network and hopefully we can give you more content. I know a lot of people are doing side extra stuff. We have Swell Spells, which mm-hmm. we're due for another one here soon. And I don't know, radio has been putting out extra content. So it's kind of fun to listen to the extra side bits that everyone has. I agree. And a small plug for the show Myth Takes on the network. We're going to be starting to record the fourth full arc of the show. Uh, which I'll, I'll be a part of along with um, Stephanie Ishniowski, Sam Grezes, and our beautiful boss baby boy, Colin Parker. But we just, or Colin just released some bonus content for Myth Takes last week that I recorded a couple weeks ago. So, and I had fun doing it. I thought it was fun. So maybe you'll like it. If you're a Patreon member, you can get it. Yeah. Well, until next Monday, have a wild week. have a vampire crazy fish pants friday yeah fish fry pants friday fish fry pants fry fry friday (laughs) uh yeah pick a day of the week where you put a bunch of fish in your pants and then you pee them perfect maybe go shoot someone with a blow dart yeah but like in a harmless way yeah don't do that hey yeah i don't even know where you purchase those yeah i don't know either Hmm. well i'm sure you can go to amazon probably well hey everyone thanks for listening you guys are the best And we will see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye.
cheese, please. Hi. I like. Hi. I'd like some cheese, please. I'd prefer balsamic vinaigrette. <laughs> please. Did you say balsamic? Balsamic. 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 <laughs> vinaigrette, please. Oh, man. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark on this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now.